Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Tenants can hardly be blamed for being confused. Many have never owned a home and they have no idea what it costs to own and maintain a property. With the rise in interest rates, home affordability has become even more expensive. Inflation has affected the maintenance and repair costs. Air conditioners have gone up between 15 to 25% in the past year. If your air conditioner fails, you're going to feel the pinch. That means your replacement budget, if you're a landlord, just took a substantial hit as well. In the world of a tenant, they go to work every day, they collect their hourly wage, they put food on the table, fuel in their car, they pay their rent, and then they go out for dinner with the cash that's left over. They have no way of knowing that your insurance costs may have increased by 300% in the past year. They have no way of knowing that you had to increase the salary for your maintenance person by 10% last year just to retain them. We have no way of knowing that your property taxes were reassessed and that you're now facing a larger property tax bill. And they're not even aware, although I suppose deep down they might be, that they're paying less in rent than it would cost them to purchase their own home. I suppose they do know that because if home ownership was more affordable than renting, then they would in fact choose to be a homeowner instead of being a tenant. But rather than expressing gratitude for the fact that the landlord has served up an attractive accommodation for less than the cost of home ownership, they still blame the landlord for taking such a large percentage of their paycheck. It is a strange phenomenon. I'm currently building a new home for my wife and I, and in the meantime, we're renting during the construction period. Knowing the numbers for comparable properties, I would venture to guess that my landlord is experiencing negative cash flow. I know that even at $2,700 a month in rent, I'm getting a bargain. I'm just paying $1.26 per square foot in rent. In a city where new construction apartments rent for above $3 per square foot, $1.26 per square foot is an absolute bargain. My wife and I were the first occupants of a three-story brand new construction townhome. You see, I do this math all day long. I know it's a bargain because I'm educated in the subject. Now, I spent some time in the affordable housing groups on social media to see what messages were prevalent in the groups. The majority of the messages spoke about the incredibly long wait list for affordable housing. A few posts were demanding housing justice, and there were a few delusional posts promoting new housing technologies that could cut the cost of a new home down to below $10,000. Well, the United Nations first recognized housing rights in the 1948 Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The 1966 International Covenant on Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights contains the UN's broadest recognition of the right to housing, the right of everyone to an adequate standard of living for himself and his family, including adequate housing, and to the continuous improvement of living conditions. In addition to the United Nations, 22 countries have enshrined housing rights in their constitutions. Together, they recognize a wide range of freedoms and entitlements connected to the right to housing. While many of these nations include housing as a standalone right, others recognize it as part of other rights, for example, children's rights. Some countries include special rights for certain groups of people, such as low-income families. Others grant the right to a certain standard of housing. For example, Venezuelans have a right to adequate, safe, and comfortable hygienic housing. But beyond these public declarations, there's clearly a gap with reality. If you've ever visited Caracas, the capital of Venezuela, you'll find a city that is at the base of a valley surrounded by mountains. The mountains in all directions surrounding the city are covered by squatters living in sprawling shanty towns 
that line the mountain. The question is, if housing is a human right, then who is it that has the obligation to provide that housing? Is it a government obligation? Is it a landlord obligation? By stating that housing is a right, we find that some tenants have a sense of entitlement when it comes to renting a property in which to live. The basic concept of rights is only supported by the word responsibility. If a tenant has a right to a home, then who exactly has the responsibility to provide it? If nobody has the responsibility, then the right is not real. It's a right in name only, but not in reality. There's a relationship between rights and duties, and also a difference between a right and a privilege. There cannot be a right without a duty. A right in one person presupposes a duty in another. The concept of a right without a duty is meaningless. Likewise, there's also a distinction between rights and privileges. A privilege is available on sufferance. It's a discretion vested in the person granting it. A right, on the other hand, is an entitlement. What are commonly called rights to employment, welfare, housing, and so on, in fact, are not rights. For example, a right to employment is meaningless because there's no person who is under a duty to employ. Welfare is not a right. It's a privilege which is given to certain persons. Whether you agree with this analysis or not, it's undeniable that at some point, at a common sense level, a right in one party involves a duty in another. And following that chain of logic, just using common sense, if there is a duty, it must involve an acceptance of that duty by the person who is subjected to it. It's ironic in society today that while more and more people are demanding rights, fewer and fewer are concerned about duties, least of all those who are most vocal in the assertion of rights. Governments, the Human Rights Commission, and many other government agencies provide doubtful leadership in that respect. They're educating people about their rights and are attempting to make more and more rights available with no reference to logic and common sense. They seem unconcerned about the need to educate people about duties and the importance of a sense of responsibility. A dangerous product of the welfare state is a profound attitudinal change in society, which makes people demand more and more and contribute less and less. This transformation of the social psyche has taken place slowly over time to the point where it now unconsciously pervades the entire society. So if someone comes to you expressing that they have a right, that would be an amazing time to ask them exactly who has the duty. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.